0: leaders, so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, and thanks for joining me. Just letting you have a bit of the atlantic ocean sea wash there and here's the very latest on travel and destinations from the green list i'm delighted to say coming to you from armazal de pera on the portuguese Algarve coast i spoke to you yesterday on board my ryanair flight to portugal i just wanted to talk you through first of all the the second part of that trip secondly will the european decide on wednesday to open things up for us and what will that mean for traveling this summer and just what the world didn't need another icelandic airline this podcast coming to you of course completely free but if you want to support us please subscribe to my new weekly travel email simon called us travel week which gives you few inside stories on what's been happening and you can do that at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters well my flight touched down about uh, 12 minutes late yesterday Um, that was I think very simply because the flight time allowed wasn't sufficient and I think that's probably something to do with slots at Stansted and at Faro Airport in Portugal, I think they kind of came up with a slightly uh, mythical flight time of two hours 35 minutes. It's about a thousand miles, and that uh, I think is a little ambitious. Coming back, it's uh, two hours and 50 minutes. But the hassle was a complete pain prior to travel. Once on board, it was absolutely fine. And then on touchdown, well, I thought, well, it's going to be a right old queue. It's the first time I've been abroad since the transition period ended, which theoretically means that um, it gets much, much tougher to get into overseas countries but for some reason it didn't seem to happen and so i simply um uh, showed my passport um they were very keen on seeing the negative pcr test they weren't at all interested in my uh, filling out the portuguese locator card but of course you still got to do that and uh it's um a very simple and straightforward way of getting through. And once here, well, masks kind of everywhere in public. So I'm speaking to you from my hotel balcony, the uh, uh, Holiday Inn, just overlooking the coast. It's lovely and high up and I can just see the curl of the, uh, the coast and hear the sea. And that was so lovely. Going to sleep to the sound of the sea last night. And good to wake up this morning to find that people who have been jabbed twice and I'm really really sorry for the rest of you who haven't are expected tomorrow to be allowed to travel to Europe without having to have either a COVID test or quarantine on arrival at the moment for Portugal you have to spend £100 or thereabouts to get uh, permission to enter the country and to be allowed on the plane so that would be very good indeed it would be very annoying for the parents of um, children for example you know if you're two parents let's say in your 40s traveling here in july uh, you've both been lucky enough to have both your jabs but then you've got some annoying children uh, they will have to have pcr tests as things stand i think that is probably likely to change because i think they will be looking at the continuing low uh, let's hope, coronavirus rates in the UK. These EU rules, that there is some um, complete sovereignty to every country, so they don't have to accept them. But it might be useful that they do have a, uh, a system that everyone signs up to. But coming back, I'm afraid it's going to be exactly the same as now the uk government shows exactly no appetite for people wanting to get back from abroad who have been vaccinated that gives you no credit whatsoever i think that's probably a political move but it's causing us a lot of stress and um, uh, expense so i am sitting here when i should be on the beach having to find a provider book some tests the one that i was hoping to get as soon as i got off the plane at uh, stansted well for some reason their system isn't working and it's all very very messy so the sooner that that gets removed that for me as a luckily vaccinated person the better but i absolutely agree it's going to be divisive the other thing is and yes do shout at your podcast player about me being gleeful there's a small matter of international tourism coming into the uk and the many many jobs that depend on it and if you actually open things up that would make life much easier because at the moment people are going to say well if i even coming from a green list country i've got to take uh, two tests and fill in a complicated form don't think i'll bother thanks very much and now the final story which is nothing to do it's a little bit to do with what's what's going on in the world of travel and green lists um just what the world absolutely did not need. And that's a new Icelandic low-cost airline. These things are nothing new. You might remember Wow Air. I know a lot of people who flew on it. They had a fantastic time. This was a an airline that flew from the UK via Iceland to the US. They also had plans uh, for flying direct. And it all ended very very messily the airline won't bust unsurprisingly and yet now at a time when there's almost nobody traveling where there isn't another flight to iceland for a week from the uk even though it's on a green list we've got a new icelandic low-cost airline called play and they are starting up effectively five weeks today and they are going to be flying from london stansted where I flew out from to Reykjavik for thirty pounds. Now that doesn't add up. Now, of course, they'll be wanting to charge typically maybe a hundred and thirty pounds for a one-way flight, but they would need to fill their planes. Iceland is even in the middle of summer, and I love the place. A uh, quite a hub for transatlantic flying i've done it a lot um out to baltimore washington um i've also been uh, out to anchorage in alaska amazing flight across the arctic from reykjavik to anchorage alaska but that's all on iceland air perfectly good really niche airline that does good business taking people to and from iceland but also continuing across the to the US and the kind of city pairs such as Bergen to Boston, that it does very well indeed. And that's great. And I'm all in favour of competition, but there are limits. And Birger Jonsson, who is the chief executive, says it's brilliant to be able to open up Iceland to UK travellers and to offer competitive fares. Well, I've had a look at fares earlier in June and you can get to Reykjavik and back from Luton with Wizz Air for £90. So, we, with the greatest respect, Mr Johnson, I'm not sure that we need any great um, new airline operating there. Um the you know I came across yesterday on a 2 thirds full Ryanair flight. It, there, there aren't enough passengers to go round already. Anyway, really nice Airbus A321neo aircraft. There's only 192 seats in each one. Now, these are planes which I think can hold um what 235 people so you're getting lo- loads of extra legroom the sums do not add up i very very much hope i'm wrong i remember when i first heard about this funny little airline starting up from luton to glasgow i thought well that's gonna never get that's going to last about three weeks it was um called EasyJet, and it seems to be doing all right so uh, I hope I'm wrong I really do but I'm afraid I don't give this um, uh, particular airline much uh, much time however it could well be worth um, signing up for it and getting a cheap flight fare while it's still flying but do have a plan b in your pocket That's quite enough from me. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and review. If you can, please subscribe to my new weekly travel email, Simon Calder's Travel Week, which is also free and packed with money-saving insider tips. You can do that very easily at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters. And all the latest news is available 24 hours a day at independent.co.uk. Talk tomorrow.